Welcome, language professionals. My name is Dominic Chase, back with you for the next podcast. Today is episode number five, and we're being consequent. I am proud of that number five, even though it's small. Uh, I believe that the ability to start a podcast or start any project whatsoever takes a lot of energy, a lot of effort, a lot of you know, fortitude to get you to do that thing. And it's no different for me. This was uh, difficult to start. You know, I think that often that we see people in the world who have, uh, let's say, you know, Gary Vee, a thousand podcasts on wine. Uh, we look at Joe Rogan, you know, the king of podcasts, and we think uh, five is an insignificant number, uh, but we got to have perspective. And so from my perspective, a person who had zero podcasts, uh, I feel like this is a win. And so we're going to keep it up. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to hitting triple digits. You know, I want to uh, see 100 podcasts on my website. So uh, got to stay committed, got to keep going. Yeah. And so uh, what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about uh, your business English superpower, not business English superpower, but business superpower. Uh, I'm going to give you some information about some of the people um, whom I have taught English uh, so that I can give you some information, some per some perspective, some insight on who these people are or what they are capable of so you can find your superpower because we all have one. It's just a question of do we know what that superpower is. Um, so first, uh, what's my superpower? Well, honestly, if I had to define my superpower, I, I would put it a in a few different ways. Uh, I think about what my clients tell me that I'm good at and what I can do and, and, and what they believe that I do for them. That said, um, I need to recognize what I do for them. And so how can I do what I do for them? Well, uh, I like to think that our superpowers, um, I think the majority of them anyway, are simply put eyes, you know, to have a certain perspective. And so... And that's due to socialization, that's what we've learned, what we've experienced. Uh, and yours is going to be different. So, uh, again, what's mine? So, my superpower, from what I believe and from what I'm told, uh, is a few different, is in a few different, my superpowers are in a few different areas. So, first, um, I can see the language, you know, but any professional can see what they do. Yes, a dancer can see dance moves, an engineer can see mechanics. Um, a philosopher can see perspectives and ideas, um, and an English teacher can see language. Just it's, it's what I'm good at. If you're a doctor, if you're a nurse, if you are, you know, a molecular biologist, you can see some things, some information in this area in which you work. And so it's no different for me in that respect. So that doesn't make me special. It just makes me a professional, you know, good at what, what I do. Um, so what's the superpower beyond that? Well, I think my superpower beyond that is simply put, I ask very good questions, you know? I mean, every day in every meeting, I have one client tell me I've asked them a good question. And so why do, why, why, how can I do that? Well, what are these good questions that I'm talking about and why does that even fucking matter? Well, when you are cooperating with someone, you know, we have to think, again, business, English, empathy. How are we making that person feel? You know, are we talking more or are they talking more? Are we saying more or are we asking more questions? You know, and all this plays into the relationship. Yesterday, I had a conversation with one of my clients and he was using fillers. You know, he was saying, um, 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 um. And I do that too. And I said to him, honestly, 
I know you got to stop making that mistake because even I do it. And now that I'm aware of it, I'm only aware of it, honestly, because of this podcast. Once I go through and I started editing and I saw how many times I was saying, um, yes. And, you know, it was I real I've realized that that is completely unacceptable. I need to speak in a way where I'm not using these fillers. I'm not saying, um, I'm not saying yes. and I'm not saying, you know. Because it's too much. And this is how I'm growing in the language for what I'm doing. And you must do the same. You must listen. And I imagine now you've noticed that I haven't said, yeah, yes, or you know, but you may have noticed that on the other podcasts. Yes. Because that's what I do. That's my filler. But again, it's unacceptable for me and it's unacceptable for you because it's going to make your listener feel a certain way about you. But let's go back to... to uh, my superpower. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and I'm going to leave that one in there because what I just said is completely unedited. I don't plan on editing that section. My goal is to not stop saying, um, yeah, and you know, for the simple fact that I don't want to spend so much time editing my podcast. I don't have time for that. So I need to speak in a way that cuts down the time necessary to edit this podcast. So I must stop using such words, those fillers. For the simple fact that it doesn't fit into my business plan. I, I, the cost of not fixing this mistake is too expensive. I don't have those minutes to waste. I have too much to do. So let me ask you a question. How are you wasting your time? What actions are you doing in your life that simply put, it's not worth it. It's too expensive. You can't emotionally afford that woman. You can't afford, emotionally afford that man. You can't financially afford that car. You can't afford uh, financially afford those. Um, there's an um. You can't You can't financially afford. Let's say those comic books. Right now we're in a recession. Yes, right now we're in a pandemic. My disposable income has dropped drastically, and so that has forced me to look for more clients to reorganize my business in a way to be a bit more lucrative and start actually advertising to get more clients. And so here we are X amount of time later, but I believe in myself because I do know that I have this business superpower and that's simply put the gift of gab. I can speak well. I write poetry. When I was in high school, all my friends call me poet. Because I'm good with words. I'm a natural salesman. But I also believe that that's something that's very common among native English speakers from the United States. I believe that we are socialized to sell. It's in our DNA. It's in our perspective. We always look at something and say, how can we get the maximum amount of money out of it? And yeah, it's time consuming. And yeah, it's fucking ridiculous, honestly. Yes. But I'll be... You know, Completely honest, I was having a conversation with another client recently, and he said something to me that was very profound in my opinion. Based on our conversation, and he he didn't put this in these words, but this is how I took it. This is how I felt it. You know, business English empathy. I felt what he said to me in the way that I wanted to feel it the same way that we all do. Some people may say, I like you, and we hear I love you. Some people may say, Oh, that's a little bit off, and you hear. It fucking sucks. And this gentleman said what he said, and I felt what I felt, and I told him what I felt. I asked him, would you like to know what I heard from what you just said? And he said, yes, please. And I told him 
you just said to me what I just heard was that it is extremely easy to be poor and it is extremely easy to be rich. You define how you choose how you define the word rich. But ultimately, that's fact. And I can't believe that any more than I do now. I mean, wealth is perpetual. Elon, with that beautiful voice of his, said something about CD Projekt Red stock. Thank you very much, sir. But I also believe that that is his superpower, yes? His words create value. We believe in Elon Musk. That's his value. That's his superpower. Belief. We believe in his standard of making money. It's fact. That's a superpower. I mean, from what he, he has mentioned, a few companies recently, and every single one of them, the, the stock value has gone through the roof. I imagine he's sitting there having a laugh about it. I imagine that he's talking with his friends and he said, yo, did you hear? <laughs> he's like, I, I, you hear that post that I made about CD Projekt Red? Next thing you know, it's gone from 250 Zlotties a share to, to what, 360? Something like that? 340? What was it? I didn't check it today. But that's his superpower. And mine is the language. I'm able to speak about things in ways that makes people want to do the same. This sells itself. It's not even something that I have to sell for the simple fact that you can hear it. You can hear me not making those mistakes. And I imagine you listen to the recent podcast. I imagine you heard those mistakes. So I can ask good questions. I have this gift of gab, as, as we like to, to call it. Yes, gift of gab is simply the ability to talk to people in a way and make them like you. Make them connect with you, the sympathy, the empathy, the bond. And I've always had this. I've always been able to relate with people. I've always been able to connect with people. It just has been something that I've naturally been good at. Um, here's another um. I noticed this when I was very young as a waiter. Every time when I was in any competition for sales during any, you know, contest, any contests at any restaurant that I've ever worked at, I almost always have won. And that's not me bragging. I, I haven't always, but I do remember some sayings. I remember one girl uh, during this contest, she said, uh, the manager explains this, this sales contest. We had to sell a specific dish, the maximum amount. Um, whoever sold the most amount got some prize in the restaurant. And I said, okay. And the second that the manager was talking about this, one of the girls in a restaurant, she's a good waitress. She tried hard. I mean, she's, she's a very great person. And yes, I dated her. <laughs> uh, I remember her saying, oh, well, contest Dom's won, you know? And the manager said, so talk to him and find out what he does so you can do the same. And I said to her jokingly, no one had known that we were dating at that time, kept it secret for a while. And she said to, to the manager, I don't know if you've ever worked in a restaurant, but it's a, a very close knit group, a very 
Uh, most waiters tend to, to be close. They joke around a lot, become very close friends. We hang out with each other. It's, it's a very specific community, in my opinion, of any uh, restaurant. It depends on the restaurant and the people. But I, I believe that the dynamics tend to be the same in America anyway. You know, when she went up to she said she said, oh, I know what Dominic does. He goes up to the guests and he simply says, do you want some shrimp? You want some shrimp? You want some shrimp, 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 you know, and she was like humping the manager, <laughs> you know, to say that I that I forcefully, you know, sell this uh, um, to people. But that's the truth. That's the truth. I, I And honestly, I tell I say I whenever there's a con there was whenever there was a contest and the, the meal that this manager wanted to sell was garbage. I'd say, I, I'm not pushing that. Like, that's going to screw up my tips. That meal sucks. Measure almost. Because I can't sell something that I don't believe in. Most people can't. And people have come to me. You know, one guy came to me and he said to me um, that he needs an interview for a job that he uh, must take in, like, I don't know, he has to have some interview in like 10 days. And he wanted to have like two hours of classes with me per day, every day, up until um, that uh, uh, interview. And so I said to him, you don't deserve the job. I said, that's the truth. You don't deserve the job. If you are frantically uh, contacting me, you've sent me 10 messages throughout the night before I've even responded to the first one. With all these hypotheticals, oh, we could do this, we could do this, we could do this. You could feel the excitement in this man's voice. I said, listen, bro, I can't help you because what you're asking me to do is, is rather unrealistic. Because if you are afraid so much so that you want to pay 175 Zlotties, yes, 1,750 Zlotties to have 10 hours of classes within a week to try to memorize all this information to get you prepared for that job that is proof sir that you don't deserve it and that's honestly what i felt and that's that's what i believe especially based on on what i saw in those messages and he had a mountain to climb in front of him and um you know there's only a certain sherper that can get you to the top of mount everest and that mountain that that man had to climb, it was not a challenge in which this English sharper, yes, I hope you know what a sharper is, person who escorts someone up a mountain, typically carrying bags and, and setting up tents, these workers, and yeah, they're called sharpers, a sherper, sharpers. I think sharper or sherper. I think there's actually two of those. Uh, I don't know, but we can do the next challenge. So uh, first person who comments on uh, which one is correct, sharper or sherper, for the person who works typically speaking in, in Nepal or, or um, maybe even India, I don't know, um, that helps people climb mountains. But specifically, I believe this is uh, something that we use for uh, these Nepalese people. I'm not 100% sure. Again, I'm being honest about what I don't know, but I believe it's called a Sharper or Sherpa. Check it out. First person who comments on that first new person, not a current client, you get a free hour with me. So comment on that uh, with a definition of is it Sharper or Sherpa? And which one means which, because you're doing your homework, you get a free hour with me. So uh, that's challenge for this podcast. And I'm actually making a note of it on my little podcast planner right now. 
to make sure that once I get that message, I'll remember. Um, my wife was uh, amazing enough to create a little uh, sheet for me for my podcast planner so that I could follow this um, plan. Uh, I am very much deviating from that plan at the moment. That's going to make this a little bit longer, but more value for you. You can check this out in two episodes versus one. Yeah. Uh, so now that said, let me look at my list so we can get back to um, topic. Yeah. Um, so that business that my empathy, my ability to feel the language is my superpower. Yes. And so I'm the good questions guy. I'm the feeling guy. Why do I ask good questions and and, and how do I ask good questions? Well, um, I think about people in situations. You know, one of my clients, he came, he was away for, you know, a long weekend, some holiday that passed, whenever that was. I asked him, how was his holiday? And I didn't actually say, how was his holiday? I say the exact same thing every single time. I'll tell you, and you can use this with your native English speaking friends or non-native English speaker. You're having a conversation with this person in English. But my question is always the same. I ask them, did you get what you needed from your holiday? And everyone pauses. Ask someone that question. That's your challenge. Yes, homework assignment number two. No free class for this one, but... Uh, challenge, yeah? Next time you talk to a friend or colleague, business associate in English, and they tell you that they were on holiday, I want you to ask them that question and, ask, and see how they react. You can just see how good of a question it is. And in that question, you know, people answer and they say, you know, sometimes people hadn't known what they wanted from their holiday. holiday. Maybe they had known and they got it or they didn't or not 100%. And I asked mm, you know, that's why I say, have you gotten what you needed from your holiday? And some people say yes, and some people say no. And then sometimes people say yes, and it, they say, oh, it was hard to come back to work. And I said, okay, cool, perfect, perfect. Yeah, this is an opportunity for a very good question because you just said it was hard to come back to work. So there was a moment for you, sir, between the holiday and the work. You had a moment where the holiday was almost coming to an end and you came to the realization that there was some work to come back to. And so you told me that you have gotten 100% of what you needed from your holiday. So answer this question for me. When you thought about coming back to work, when you said in your mind, when you felt in your body, in your heart, in your soul, oh, fuck, I gotta come back to work. What was that thing that you felt that you had to do? What was that thing that you felt like you were coming back to? Yes, because whatever that thing was, it was of significance. Because no one is going to go on holiday. No one is going to go on holiday and then start thinking about the bullshit that they have to do. Yes, yeah, it may be bullshit, but it's going to be that important bullshit. Not the smaller details, these little tasks. I have a list of tasks of things that I need to do. I want to change um, one overlay for my online classes because I still have it set for the overlay of my previous Instagram page and I haven't changed it for the new one and I would love to make my next video and have my little Instagram overlay pop up but I'm not going to waste time on that. This podcast is way more important. The videos that I have to record are way more important. We got to prioritize. So when I woke up this morning at 6.30, it is currently 8.30, 
I knew that this morning, the podcast is the most important thing. And here we are. And I have a client in about 35 minutes. And if this thing isn't done by then, it's simply put, I'm going to pause and pick up and finish. But then it's the next task and the next task and the next task and the next task. And that's another thing about me. I believe that I am determined. I refuse to fail. I, 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 you tell me what I can't do and it just motivates me, you know, tell me something that I can't have and I will earn it. I will deserve it. I will get it. You know, I, I like challenges. It's, it's who I am. You know, I, and everything that I've done, you know, if it's not hard, it's not worth it. You know, I remember when I took my driver's license test in Poland and when I failed the first theory exam, I failed by one question. Yeah, it was like two points, I believe, or maybe even one point. I don't know, because there was some three question points, some two questions and one question, if I remember correctly. I've only had my driver's license for a little bit over a year now, maybe two years, I think. Um, in Polish one anyway. You know, when I failed, I said to myself, yes, I was one question away from passing. That means I am one step closer to my goal because I also believe, I also know, you can validate this information yourself by just listening. When you listen to Oprah, you listen to Jeff Bezos, you listen to Elon, you listen to Gary, all of them. Yeah, my clients. Do you know how many of my clients have failed? I think we all lack perspective of the definition of fail. Yes? Because ultimately failing is learning a lesson. I've learned many lessons. I remember one time I cooperated with someone and I terminated cooperation with this person because I didn't feel like I was growing with them. The people weren't um, committed to class and work. They were coming in late. You know, I was sitting in the conference room for 10, 15 minutes for them to start. I was, I hadn't been as good as I am now, in my opinion, you know, and, and, you know, I had gone from, uh, being this quote unquote normal teacher. I mean, I used to wear snowboarding pants to, to class for the simple fact that it was so cold and I didn't care. I wasn't going to freeze. I had to bounce around between classes. I wasn't going to catch pneumonia and die you know, for some school that I'm working for, for, you know, 50, 60 Zlotties an hour. So, yeah, I wore snowboarding outfit and people used to laugh and joke, you know, but when it's raining and it's snowing and it's fucking January and it's freezing and you got to move between companies, you know, every hour, every other hour, you know, that's why I changed my, my system, my system of doing business. It just, that's just, it's, it's, it's just not manageable. It's not doable. And so, I had to leave that place. You know, they uh, weren't meeting my needs. And so, I told them that, simply put, they hadn't been seeing me the way that I needed them to. You know, I was no longer this quote-unquote normal teacher. Um... I was showing some business, bu the beginning of my bu my business English empathy, the business professionalism. I had just started wearing the suits. I mean, I had been wearing the suits with them uh, maybe not the first month, 
After that first month, that's when I became this suit guy. But my image in their mind never changed. And I can understand that. Some people will never grow up in the eyes of the people um, who love them. You know, they'll always be that little boy, that little girl. And I told him, you know, I wasn't no longer satisfied with the, the cooperation and that I needed to go. And he didn't like what I had to say. He didn't like the fact that I was leaving him. And, you know, this is like I, I've also mentioned this gentleman. Like I said, he's, you know, very he's doing very well for himself. He's a good man, in my opinion. I just I just, you know, it was time to part ways. And that's the best way to put it, to say you parted ways. Yes, because you can say you terminated the cooperation. You can say I quit. You know, I walked out on them. No, no, no. We parted ways. It just feels a bit more amicable because I have not, they didn't do anything wrong. They paid on time. You know, we had cooperated for a long time. It just I wasn't seeing a level of engagement that I now require of every single client. And he said to me, I hope you know what you're doing. And I said, thank you. I said, thank you. I appreciate you telling me that you hope that I know what I'm doing because that validates the fact that I must leave. When you say, I hope you know what you're doing, that's not, I know you will have been successful. That's not, I believe in you. This is what we don't hear. When you say, I hope you know what you're doing, we hear a lack of faith. And so business English empathy you got to think about that when you're deciding on what you say and how you say it and, and, and to whom you say it. Um, and so maybe, and he said to me at the end of that meeting, when I said to him that I feel that I just can't grow in your eyes because you still see me as that guy with the long hair coming to class in a snowboarding suit, you know, And just some teacher. I don't I don't feel like I'm just some teacher. I feel like I have more value to give. I mean, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with chasing your self-actualization and wanting to be something more. You know, we all have a legacy to live. Man, I just want to teach English. You know, I, I want to be a good English teacher. I want to make X amount of money per month. I'm going to make my wife happy. I want to want to make my dogs happy. I want to make my clients happy. I just want to be a good teacher. You know, and, and he said to me that I hope you know what you're doing. And I think about the successes that I've had from that point on. And I, I, I would say, yeah, I know what I'm doing, um, in my opinion. But that's going to depend on the analytics, you know, and sales and numbers and so on. So uh, we have to see. Um, would I say that that was a mistake? What I said to him, no. The way I said it, I would say it was a mistake. Yes, I hadn't had the wisdom necessary to know how to terminate cooperation with someone for whom you have respect. I hadn't known that, and so was that a mistake? Pick, you choose. Nonetheless, a lesson was learned. A learning experience. So take advantage of your learning experiences because, like I said. All of these people have failed, but you got to redefine how you understand the word fail. Yes, it is not total. It is not the end. Failure is an experience on the road to success. Because if you looked at the most successful people in the world, I imagine if you Google the top 50 successful people, I imagine at least 25 of them minimally if not more 
have failed in some respect, maybe in their marriage, maybe in relationships, maybe in certain ventures, but not others. We hear about this. You hear about what Amazon has done, but you don't hear about the billions, billions that were lost on bad ideas because the, the, the wins are so large that the, the losses become irrelevant. No one is a hundred and oh, yes? I gave you this term in uh, one of the classes that Gary Vee says, uh, 87 and oh, yeah? No one is 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 a hundred and oh. No one has a flawless win record, yes? Everyone loses. I have disappointed clients. I will have disappointed clients. And that is a fact. Because we live in a world where there are individuals, there's emotions, there's circumstances, there are things out of our control, and we can't help that. And facts are facts. And the fact is, madam, and the fact is, sir, you must define your business superpower. Yes, because I have these eyes. And let me tell you about another person who has some eyes. Yeah, I have one guy where I would say that he, I don't even, I would say he's a bit of, he composes music let's say yes i mean but it's not even music i mean it's the business guy he's in sales but he has a way of of compartmentalizing information in a way that it is just so digestible you know i was having an event a gathering with a number of my guys and you know and one of the guys uh told another guy uh what he does for work and like i said this guy compart mentalizes and makes this information very digestible so uh, this gentleman told him what he does and he just said to him so you sell dreams and it, everybody in the room just like looked at him and it was like you know yeah yeah you know just the way he put it he had a way of simply put compartmentalizing information or perspective and i'll give you something else that this guy said to me because actually and this i will tell you who this person is um uh this guy's a name this guy is uh piot vas uh and i'm gonna say his name for the simple fact that uh, i have a full podcast dedicated specifically to him uh and what i've learned from him uh in uh my experience with him um I'll give you one little bit of information without giving you the full story of what he said, but you got to listen to the uh, podcast on Piot Voss if uh, you want to hear the full story uh, about what he does and, and which market and so on and all that good jazz. Uh, but that'll be coming soon. You know, and there was a, a conversation that was had between him and I um, because there could have been a potential conflict of interest because of um what he does and someone else i cooperated in short version and i told him i couldn't tell him you know the situation around this uh the circumstances of the situation and you know it's so funny because he, and he knew that i wouldn't tell him anything because that's important to me i respect the privacy of my clients it's non-negotiable and if anyone said hey can you tell me something about this person i would simply drop that person as a client it's that simple you know it's my clients appreciate their privacy leave them alone. It's that simple. I connect my clients all the time. You know, I have a debate coming up with three of my coaching clients on um, what's happening with uh, data in the market, some new changes that are happening. I don't know if you're aware of it, but we have a debate between these three clients that I have 
There's three coaching clients. One of them has, hasn't agreed yet, but she listens to the podcast. So I imagine she's going to realize that this is her that I'm talking about. Um, but I have a debate coming between these three people, very high ranking, you know, and their companies. You know, three different, you know, sort of area, but there is a bit overlap. And we're going to have a debate about this so I can gain the knowledge to then have some value for you to give that information to you in this podcast. It's going to be great. You know, I asked the first person yesterday and he's super excited about it, you know, and, and, and he knows one of the other guys, their colleagues, their friends. Um, I haven't asked him, but I know he's going to want that because he likes challenges. He's like, oh, yeah. And these two people. You know, are very competitive and I and I believe they push each other and I want to use that. I want to I want to manipulate that. I want to control that. I want to use them against each other to force them to better themselves in English. Because when one hears that this person is better at this than them and this other person hears that they're better at this than them and then they hear her that she's better at this than them, it's going to motivate all three of them, especially when they're discussing a topic that is monumentally relevant to all of their work and the market. And I hope to translate some of that value uh, to you based on the podcast that I have after that debate guy he had a, a, a beautiful way of putting information you know and and to me there was one conversation I told him I couldn't say anything about it and he said hey listen let me ask you a question but when you told him you know that you cooperated with us I understand you can't tell me what you what he said I understand but let me ask you this simple question when he told you that he knows who we are obviously because they cooperate what was his facial expression and I said my man my man you know because that never fucking dawned on me you know it never dawned on me to try to get information out of a person and then not just don't stop you know you know I told him I wouldn't tell him and and anyone who knows me if you've heard me you hear how you know, stubborn I can be or how forceful or how strong, you know, I require growth, you know, I require development, non-negotiable, you know, when I have an opinion about something, that's my opinion, you know, I'm open to debate it, I'm open to discuss it, but you better have some valid fucking information to change my perspective, and when I don't know something, I say, I don't know, give it to me, please, if it doesn't make sense, I'm gonna say that doesn't fucking make sense, it doesn't logically make sense. But if you can show me what where I'm missing something, I, I am completely open to that. But right now, you haven't given me a perspective from which I can relate. You know, and this gentleman asked me the question, what was their facial expression? I was like, wow. You know, like, how did you come up with that? Like, what, like where did that come from? What did, how did you even think of that? You know? I've asked so many people so many times what they thought of something, you know, and never did it dawn on me to think about asking someone what was the person's facial expression when they said that, because that is very, very, very valuable information. But this is a salesman, a person who can compartmentalize um, and, and relate information in a way it's just beautiful, you know, and that's that's his superpower. That's what made him successful. And we'll talk more about him next podcast, but let's move on. Yeah. 
you know, but all these people tend to have motivation, myself included. What motivates me? Fear. Tony Robbins said there are three things that motivate people. There are pain, pleasure, and fear. What motivates me? Fear. I'm afraid. I'm afraid to fail. It's the truth. Yes, I'm afraid to go back to where I came from. Yes, the place where I grew up. Yes, if you Google this right now, think about Chicago. Yes, I don't know what you've heard about Chicago. I don't know if you've heard about the, the murder rate, the crime rate in Chicago. But currently, as, as the last information I saw, which was like, I don't know, maybe two weeks ago, I saw a new documentary um, that I'm actually going to share, not in this podcast, but in another one. And Chicago is ranked number nine in the entire United States for crime. Number nine. The place where I grew up is currently ranked number eight. So I lived in a place that was more deadly than Chicago. It's called Newark, New Jersey. I didn't live, I, I've lived a number of times in Newark, but basically right on the border of the next city, which was no better. You know, we had, uh, uh, the city where I li originally lived had a um, murder per capita rate that was one of the highest in the entire United States, you know, one year. Not, not when I lived there, uh, but just after I left, but I left because I didn't want to be a victim of that society. I chose to leave. Um, I, I believe that's the only choice for, for living in such situations, but you got to make that choice. You got to decide uh, where you want to go. And so I use my business superpower to make it out. I started with the poetry and then I moved into waiting. Yes. And then university, more waiting, traveling, moved, so on and so on. But ultimately, this gift of gab, this ability to speak and sell, to think about what I'm saying so that I can teach you so you can use these same grammatical elements to sell. That's that's my business power. You know, um, and so uh, let me tell you about one other individual. You know, I have a, a, a woman who, you know, I have a nickname for her. Uh, but I'm not going to share that. You know, I have too much respect for her to uh, say that. What I will say is her ability to make people feel cared for, you know, and let's talk about that to care for someone. Because we can we can care about something or someone yes. But to care for someone, what's that difference? We can care about versus care for. Yes, I care about the cleanliness of my flat, but I care for the emotions of my wife. Yes, I care about the economy, but I care for my dogs. I care for the growth of my uh, clients. I care for the quality of my podcast. I care for my stomach which is why I have a plate of food in front of me, which I haven't touched since I started this podcast. You know, so maybe a more appropriate would actually be care about, not care for, because I'm not showing enough consequence to say that I care for uh, my body in this respect. I smoke and I'm not eating and I have a full plate of food that my wife was gracious enough to make for me this morning. And I haven't even touched it yet, but I'm a workaholic. It's, it's who I am, it's what I do. Um, 
I'm going to have to pause this podcast in a moment because now we're going on 40 minutes and I have another meeting soon. You know, but that was my superpower and I used it to achieve what I want. And this woman, she cares for her employees. She cares for her partners, her clients, the company. I mean, if you want to fucking matter, you, you, you step into this woman's presence. Like if you want to feel like you matter, step into a room with her, you know, and, and that is her superpower. I mean, um, you know, and I care for my clients and I'll be completely honest. I had a, one of my clients recommended me to this person and, and, you know, that was huge for me for the simple fact, whatever, because there's certain types of recommendations. Yeah. You can recommend someone to a friend and that's one type of recommendation. But when you recommend someone to a boss, there is weight in that. There is confidence in that. There is appreciation. There is value in that. And when that happened, um, and you know, this, person's boss you know this person who has this ability to care for people you know we started having classes and I noticed that that the hours had switched between my what had been my current client and to my new client you know they had switched spots and I said well why did you switch spots and I said I am not doing this if we're not respecting her time yes she is my client first and so if this is of any inconvenience to her we can't do this you know and she looked at me with uh, uh two facial expressions simultaneously and one was like motherfucker you know one was like motherfucker you know and two was like i appreciate what you're trying to do you know because she's a strong individual no one can take any credit away from what she's done in, in in life and in business you know it's 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 fucking tasteable you know you can see it you can smell it you can feel it you know but i had been concerned with, with who had been my current client, not who was about to be my new client, you know? And I fucking called her on that, you know? And she, like I said, she looked at me with this half motherfucker face, you know, and this half, I appreciate you being protective of your clients, but it's okay. Relax. We got this. Don't worry, you know? And everything was fine, um, you know? Um, and I would say that I've learned so much from 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 her and her people, um, that team, I mean, there was an, there's an energy in that office that is unrivaled. I mean, I've cooperated with Samsung, HBO, you know, I mean, it's just, I mean, I mean, just, I mean, personal, I mean, commercial real estate, private real estate companies. I mean, fucking it, I mean, just so many, I mean, different huge companies and, 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 there is nothing like the energy that that this business professional has created in that company. And I think that she deserves an immense amount of respect for that. Um, you know, I, um, I don't cooperate with that company anymore. Um, we're in a pandemic and they had to cut costs and I was a casualty. That's what happens. It's a fact, you know, it's, it's why I save my money, you know, so I can live off of it when a pandemic hits, you know. I'm almost out, so buy a class. You know? uh, if you want to keep this going, I need some support, yeah? Buy a gift certificate, and it's good for a year. Use it in six months when you're ready, yeah? Um, speaking of which, uh, you should find us on socials, yeah? So 
If you want to find us on uh, LinkedIn uh, as our main portal, as we're also on Instagram, uh, you should also uh, follow the podcast, which is on Spotify. It's free, by the way. Um, Share that with a friend. They can't get it through the website, uh, but they can get it uh, through Spotify. So uh, check us out on that. You know, check us out on the Bespoke Business English uh, website. Yes, there's another Bespoke Business English out there. They use a hyphen. You'll see a picture of me, and I think you'll notice the difference in quality. Not saying anything negative about what that person has done. I just think there's a bit more information, a bit more value on my website than that person. So you should be able to see that. Yes, and you should know what, I, and hopefully you know what a hyphen is. But the name of Bespoke Business English of their Bespoke Business English has a hyphen. Mine doesn't. Um, you can see my face yes, on the website, so you should know it's me. Um, and so her business superpower was to build a community. You know, she's built a community. She's built a community of people that care for each other, that uh, works with each other. So completely... I mean, there is nothing like it. I've never cooperated with any company and felt the way that I felt in the company that this woman has helped create. I mean, and and, and you want to talk about a warm feeling. I mean, here we are a year later. I mean, they cut my comp. They cut the contract. They were the first client I lost during the when the pandemic start, you know, and that was big. You know, that was a number of hours. You know, but nonetheless, I have nothing but respect for them. You know, it's 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 beautiful what they've done in that company. And, and that is the result of this woman's business superpower. That's how she maintains her value. You got to think about how do you maintain your value? How do you make people believe in you? You know, there's one woman I cooperated with. I call her the Incredible Hulk of business because she could carry an entire team an entire department on her back i mean she was a fucking tank to her detriment i mean it was emotionally you know emotionally brutal for her you know but she was she could take a fucking hit you know there's some people in life that can just be beat the fuck up and they keep get they get up and they keep walking yes i'm what that person i need the moral high ground you know, when I have the moral right in some negative situation, it is very difficult to um, to make me lose my resolve in that fight, you know, especially when I'm right. When I'm wrong, no, I, I will never pick a fight with a person. You know, I would never walk up to a person and say, what the fuck are you looking at? Or any, That's just, it's not who I am. You know, but when you have the moral high ground, when you are attacked and you have to you have to defend because this person is being aggressive. I mean, that's that's that could be a challenge for certain individuals. And this woman, I mean, she was a tank. She was a wall. She was the or is, you know, we don't cooperate anymore. So I don't know. Um, But I would say that her superpower, I mean, she she could be beat the fuck up and she would keep on fucking trucking. Without without. You know, she would miss a beat. I wouldn't say she would. She didn't miss a beat, you know, but, you know, she would carry an entire department if necessary. Yes. So she had a very different superpower from the superpower 
uh, that I referred to as far as this uh, woman with her ability to make people feel cared for, you know, and so this one woman was a tank and this one woman has this ability to make people feel cared for. This other uh, client has these red eyes where he can see the negativity, all the bad stuff in some business context or with some idea. You have these gold eyes, you know, where this person has the ability to see opportunity where no one else around him. I mean, people who are, are equally as good at what they do as this person, yet still they have the ability to stand out because they can see opportunities. I mean, they went after deals that the rest of their team just simply didn't see. You know, this person had these gold eyes. They could see opportunity. And I don't know what your superpower is. I don't know what you have within yourself, but you need to dig deep and figure it out if you don't know. Because you have a superpower and you need to embrace that. Mine is words. I would love to be able to tell you that I have some skill set to do some other things. I, I believe in Elon Musk. He said he I I believe in him. He's worth believing in. And that's his value. That's his superpower to make people believe in him. And you can monetize that. Yes. If he right now want to make a little bit more money, he could buy some stock in a company and then tweet about it. Yes. And that would, you know, is that illegal? Well, you got to ask somebody. I'm not, I'm not a lawyer. Um, and how you do, how do you define these things? You know, you don't know what people are going to do. So if you mention something, is that on Elon or is that you know, manipulating the market, you have to decide on that. I don't know. Um, that's not my perspective, but the point of the matter is when that man speaks, money comes out. That's his superpower. And so I don't know what yours is, but there's something that you do that you can monetize and you need to figure out your business superpower to do that because all of them do. And not everyone uses their superpower. I remember I had a guy who you know, had immense motivational power, but he refused to push his people. You know, I mean, this man had these huge fucking hands, this huge personality. I mean, you want to talk about feeling the power of a, of a person in a room. I mean, I think we all can understand that, that you step into a room with someone and you just feel the, the, the room fill up with their presence. Yet he would not take his hand and put on the shoulder of one of his guys and say, good fucking job. John told me what you did. Good job. Keep it up. Even if he didn't know what the fuck that was. I mean, it's, it's it was an immense amount of power. And I said to that guy, I said, I said, listen, man, you forgot what it's like to be down here. You, you forgot what it's like to be on the bottom. And that man failed. He started a business that didn't work out and he cleaned himself up and dust himself off and got back to it. And now he is very, very, very fucking successful. And I haven't cooperated with this person in a number of years, but I still remember that. I remember that presence. And, and would I say that I've been in a room with someone who had a more powerful presence? No. I mean, yes, I have, but that was prior to him. You know, and let's talk about business, you know, um, so in the business context, would you, would I say that the, you know, and it's not like this guy is, you know, CEO of fucking Amazon. A big enough company, enough to be completely fucking satisfied with, with what he's done in life. Uh, he used his business superpowers in other ways and didn't take advantage of that value. But you can't maximize your value. You can't be 100 and 0. 
Uh, so you're going to lose some place. I'm going to make some mistakes in this podcast. That's okay. But I don't get to determine the value of my podcast. You do. And you got to tell me. Yes? And either you tell me by commenting or you'll tell me by the analytics. I read the data. One of my clients, actually, you know, like I said, I had to pause this podcast to jump into class. And we had that class. And now it's an hour later. You know, and he and I were talking about this podcast. And he said, I don't know if, if people have an hour to get the value that you give in the podcast. Uh, he said, I know because I'm here. I believe in it. I get the value. I feel the growth. I feel myself growing. I feel like I want more growth. This is exactly what he said to me, you know, 20 minutes ago. But he said, I don't know if if, if business professionals, my target market, you people, how busy they are, they're going to have an extra hour. Well, it's a sacrifice. Do I have the time to make this? No, I got to make the time. You got to afford the time. You got to figure it out. It is not simply... Saying, oh, yeah, I have time for that. No, you need to make a choice. You need to make a sacrifice. And either you have what it takes to do this or you don't. And someone else will. You know, when you look at my schedule, I'm only one person. Let's say let's say I teach 40 individuals because there's 40 hours a week. One person, that's only 40. You know, when you do the math, the conversion rates, you know, when you can run an ad and spend X amount of money, and it's going to reach 100,000 people, I don't need 100,000. I only need 40. And so, because what I do is limited, and you may not have time, so listen away while you wait for the time that you have to start having classes or just maintain the value that you get from this. But if you want that next level, it's going to require some growth. And, and the higher up you go, the more it's going to require of you. And either you're willing to make that sacrifice or you're not and someone else is or they're not and you can play that game. But if we think about game theory, yes, you need to make the best choice of action regardless of what someone else does. That's the Nash equilibrium. What is the best course of action for, for you regardless of what they do? Yes. It's like there's a, I don't remember what the name of this uh, theory is, but it's like God. Yes. Let's say you don't believe in God and God doesn't exist. You lose nothing. Let's say you do believe in God and God does exist. You know, you lose nothing. Let's say you believe in God and God doesn't, doesn't exist. You, you lose nothing. But let's say God does exist and you don't believe you lose everything. So if we look at. The idea of believing in God from the business perspective, from, from game theory, John Nash, it only makes sense to believe. And so I don't need to explain it to you about your English. Game theory. What would game theory tell you to do in this situation? What would game theory tell you to do in any other situation? What would game theory tell you about the idea of figuring out what your business superpower is? And if you don't know, that's okay. I don't know how old you are or who you are or from what perspective you come from. What's your background? I, I didn't figure out my business superpower until I was, you know, 30. It hasn't been that long since I've realized, you know, really what I'm good at. So... Uh, if you want to stand out in this market, my friends, I would highly suggest that you start figuring that out because maybe you have a lot of knowledge about milk. Maybe you 
have the ability to uh, make people do things for you. Maybe you have the ability to make people want to buy more. Yes, I don't know what that is. Maybe you can see things. Maybe you can feel things. Maybe you can taste things. Maybe you should be a chef instead of an artist. Who knows? But you have a superpower in you. We all do. And that does not affect me what you do with your superpower, but it does change your entire life. Um, and if you could figure out what that superpower is, I imagine it is very much related to who you are as a person. It's something that you have been and maybe not that you've developed. Maybe you have developed those skills some, but it's always been there. I don't know what that is for you. But if you want to leave a comment and once you figure out what your superpower is, I'm curious, you know, because like I said, I, I see eyes, you know, my wife has perspective, you know, making this podcast and putting it on a website when I was choosing the player for the website, you know, my wife, she checked it on her phone and then she closed her phone to listen to the podcast, you know, and then she's like, oh, yeah, it works. And I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, my God, that never dawned on me. That never dawned on me. To simply not, I mean, I was obviously going to check to make sure that the, 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 the website was responsive on the phone. But when she then went to that podcast player on my website and then closed her phone to ensure that it still played, that is perspective. And I didn't get that um, prior to her saying it. And when she said it, I'm like, fucking wow. You know, this is one of the reasons that I love my wife so much. She just sees things that I don't see. The same way that I see certain things that she doesn't and we compliment each other. So, again, I don't know what your business superpower is. I would highly encourage you to figure that out. You need to figure that out because that's what's going to make you stand out. The people who don't have a superpower, they tend to plateau. They hit a ceiling, they hit the glass ceiling, and they can't go any further. And so I want to end this podcast with two simple pieces of advice, you know, because I give a lot of advice. I, I say what I don't know, what I do know. I'm open to, to people changing my mind. But I would definitely say if you take away two pieces of advice from me, you know, if, I, if I'm being completely honest about the most accurate information that I'm willing, that I'm that not willing, but that I am able to share, that I have a right to share, it's, it's really two pieces of advice that I would give anyone. Um, I imagine, again, my, my clients to be somewhere between the age of 25 and 55. So I imagine this is this, you know, advice is only for a very small segment of my potential market or my, my expected market. But one. You got to do what you love. And that's going to be highly affected by or, or depend on your superpower. Yes. And, and, and if you can do what you love, this becomes easy. The podcast become easy. The videos become easy. It becomes habitual, especially when you have people following and listening and commenting and giving feedback and telling you what, sh what should or would or could be better or what would or should or could uh, be detrimental to what you're doing. These professionals uh, um, that you respect. So, but you got to do what you love, in my opinion. So one, do what you love. And what's that second piece of advice that I think that I'm qualified to give? The second piece of advice, marry your best friend. I don't know who she is or he is to you. Um, I, I hope you've already done that. You know, I think about one of my clients and his wife and they are just the best of fucking friends, former client anyway, you know, the best of friends, you know, I, 
I appreciate the relationship that they have, you know. I, I see it in, in, in my relationship with my wife. So, friends, uh, that's going to be our takeaway for today. Yes. So you're going to marry your best friend. You're going to figure out your business superpower so you can uh, uh, get that going. Um, and you're going to improve your English. Yeah, because that's what we do. So we're going to keep moving. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep trucking. And again, I want to thank you for the amount of uh, attention that you're showing, about of energy that you're giving. Um, and so until the next podcast, thank you for today. <laughs>